All right, good good afternoon, colleagues. Good afternoon. I'd like to welcome the Personnel and Public Employee Committee to uh, call it to order. Uh, will the clerk please establish a quorum? Thank you, Chair. Councilmember Lalowy? Here. Councilmember Valenzuela? Here. Councilmember Maple? Here. And Chair Kaplan? Here. Uh, we have a quorum and then four members of the public in the chamber. If you wish to speak on an item, please make sure you uh, put in a, a, a speaker's request. If you are up for interview with one of the items, uh, we will call your name at this time. Uh, before we proceed, I would, um, we'll start with a land acknowledgement and the pledge and then I'll ask uh, our clerk to uh, make a quick statement. So, Councilmember Lolowi, can you do the land acknowledgement and the pledge, please? May we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather together today in an act of practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contribution, and life. Thank you. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, Thank you, Council Member. Um, I know there's going to be a quick statement by the clerk. No? Uh huh. I was going to ask if you wanted to do the consent calendar first, but I would be happy to make my presentation. It's in regards to the discussion calendar. My name is Mindy Cuppy, your city clerk. And I have to apologize, but I failed to invite any of the applicants to make a presentation this afternoon. So uh, we do have one applicant here who, by osmosis, understood that he needed to be here. Um, but I'm recommending, so for discussion item number two, you have one seat available and eight applications. For discussion item number three, you have one seat and one application. For discussion item number four, you have three seats and six applications. For item number five, you have one application and one seat, and that applicant is here to, pre to present. So I would recommend that you continue items two and four so that we may invite the applicants so they can make a presentation. However, should the committee choose, items number three and five um, could be heard and voted on. So thank you for your time. Absolutely. Um, just uh, before we get to that, uh, consent item is just our minutes. Any? So moved. All right. Move by Vice Chair Maple, second by Council Member Lolowi. All in favor, aye. 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 Uh, thank you. And then uh, are we good with continuing item two and four and looking at a quick special meeting on the 31st? All right, so the uh, agenda is amended to continue items two and four to a special meeting. So now I uh, want to quickly jump to item three, which is the review of applicants for the Park and Communities Enrichment Commission, seat L. Thank you, Chair and Council Members. Um, our next item is review of applicants for the Parks and Community Enrichment Commission. The seat needing recommendation is seat L. Uh, requirements for seat L are as follows. 
a member between the ages of 14 and 22 years at the time of appointment, a resident of the City of Sacramento, and recommended for appointment by the Personnel and Public Employees Committee. Uh, we had one qualified applicant um, who applied for this seat, uh, Halia Rose Salinas Collins from District 2. Just quickly, is just by osmosis, is Halia in the room? I do not see anybody uh, that fits that description or her name. So I'll turn it over to council members. Council member Lilloli. Thank you, uh, Madam Chair. Um, at this point, I would like to recommend uh, Ms. Collins um, as, a, as a commissioner for Park and Community Enrichment. Okay, we have a motion by council member Lilloli. Is there a second? Yeah, I would like to second that. I was really impressed with um, Ms. Salinas Collins' resume and the work with the city and the LGBT center. So very, very excellent young person in District 2, council member. So happy to second that motion. All right. So the item's been moved and seconded to appoint uh, Halia Rose Salinas Collins to seat L. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Perfect. Now moving to item five, which is the review. Oh, I did not ask. Are there any public comments? Thank you, Chair. For the record, I have no speaker slips. Thank you. Um, item five is the review of applicants for the Utility Rate Advisory Commission, seat D. Jacob. Thank you, Chair. The seat needing recommendation today is seat D for the Utilities Rate Advisory Commission. Requirements for seat D are as follows. A member, uh, the member must be a city resident and possess expertise or dem has demonstrated leadership in one or more of the following areas. Accounting, auditing, construction management, engineering, finance, law, sewage collection and treatment, solid waste collection and disposal, recycling, stormwater collection and conveyance, water quality or water supply and distribution. We had one qualified applicant um, that applied for this seat, Nikolai Dimitri, and we have uh, Nikolai Dimitri um, here today. Mr. Dimitri Ellis, if you wanna come up and you're more than welcome to say why you're interested in this position. You got about two minutes. Thank you. Uh, my name is Nikolai. It's honored to be here today before the committee. Uh, as far as professionally why I'm qualified for this position today, I graduated from UCSD in 2019 with a chemical engineering degree where I quickly transitioned to being a production engineer slash utilities engineer on the largest chemical site on the West Coast for Dow Chemical, now called Corteva AgriScience. Where there I served basically providing steam, water, electricity, and condensate to 10 plus tenants on this site. Uh, quickly thereafter, about six months into my role, I transitioned into being a startup leader to build a new water refinement and treatment plant on that site, where I learned uh, water refinement and treatment techniques, and also served as the liaison to any external power companies, namely PEG&E and Calpine. Um, lastly, I served as the uh, author of our stormwater discharge uh, permit uh, for industrial discharges. As to why I'm interested in this position, though, I, as a young person, don't see a lot of involved people in my friends' groups, um, and I want to become involved instead of sitting on the sidelines. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for being here today and putting in your application. And I think everybody on this committee concurs with having more youth represent and come on our boards and commissions. So I will turn it over to Councilmember Valenzuela. Sure, I'm very excited and thank you, Nikolai, for applying for this position. I agree that, I mean, your experience yeah, speaks for itself. I was reading your application. It was like, wow. <laughs> I think that's definitely qualified, um, beyond qualified. So I'm excited to make a motion to appoint uh, Mr. Dimitri to seat D on the Utility Rate Advisory Committee. Seconded by uh, Vice Chair Maple, Councilmember Lilloy. Yeah, thank you. I mean, uh, definitely. Uh, congratulations. When I was reading your resume, um, I'd be kind of uh, upfront with you. I didn't anticipate seeing you. Like, you're the Doogie Hauser of uh, 2023. For some of you that might not remember that, that show, but uh, I'm very excited um, that you've applied, and uh, truly congratulations, and again, uh, great job. Your resume is stellar. Thank you. So we have a motion and a second to appoint Nikolai Dimitri Ellis to seat D. All in favor? Aye. 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 Congratulations. Welcome. And now moving on to item six, it's a council member proposal request for committee consideration regarding the adoption of the 2018 Sacramento Ethics Commission recommendations. And I will turn that over to council member Valenzuela who put in the council proposal. Why, thank you, Chair. Um, so this is a continuation of the Ethics Commission annual report, which came to this body just a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it feels longer, but um, uh, so really excited to present these recommendations. I think we all know we're struggling through a little bit of a backlog when it comes to some of these commission items. So hopeful that, um, and I know that the League of Women Voters and the chair of the committee uh, commission are here to talk a little bit about why they think these things are important, but hopeful that the council will consider having a full council discussion on these. I think. Some of these are really important, just good governance issues. And, and I know I would also love to see, you know, the city attorney weigh in and just have a fuller staff report for the council and analysis on these recommendations so that we can fully consider what this might mean and, and how it might be implemented, what it might cost, so we can really fully weigh out, you know, our options and work to make our ethics process as strong as it possibly can be. So absolutely I will defer to the witnesses here to testify to talk a little bit more about why this is so important absolutely I will turn it over to Jacob we have some public comments thank you chair uh, I have two speaker slips from those in chambers uh, the first being Susan Underwood who is the chair of the Ethics Commission Good afternoon, council members. I was here at this committee last month to present the Ethics um, Commission annual report and these four recommendations. So at that time, you, as you may recall, you approved the annual report but set aside the four recommendations for further consideration. So now here we are for further consideration. Um, we on the commission feel like all four of these are very important. We've been wanting them to be considered by the whole city council for like five years now. So I'm hopeful that what you'll do today is pass a motion um, forwarding it to the city council for consideration. I think we've stated pretty clearly in what we submitted how we came about these by studying what other ethics commissions have done and why we think they're important. Um, my personal opinion is that the subpoena power is the most important because 
um, if you have recalcitrant witnesses or people who don't want to turn over documents or whatever. That hasn't happened yet here, but it's happened other places, and it certainly happens in court proceedings all the time, and we want to be prepared for that. Um, the others are really important, too, having a hearing officer to conduct hearings, having an independent budget and staff, if possible, and the power to guide activities related to education and training and compliance with ethics laws. So we, we'd really like to see you um, send this whole package to the full council and then implement all four recommendations. And it looks like I'm out of time, but if there are any questions, I'm happy to take them. Thank you. We'll, we'll go on to our other speaker, and if members have questions, we'll pull you up. Our next speaker is Paula Lee. Hello. Paula Lee, President, League of Women Voters of Sacramento County. At the time um, that the League was involved in recommending the Ethics Commission, we had spent a year meeting with the public in each council district. We had workshops. And it was the civic participation of these community organizations and neighborhood associations, good government groups, and, and concerned individuals that, uh, that motivated the city council and the mayor to create the Ethics Commission. I remember day one, Mayor Steinberg's very first meeting, very, very first action. It was to create the Ethics Commission. And he said, if we don't have ethics, we've got nothing. <laughs> well, we certainly agree. OK, you know what? That was about five years ago, as uh, um, Commissioner Underwood stated. So needless to say, we're back again, hoping that the council will hear this this time and not do a receive and file. Um, we're very concerned because we don't want this council, I mean, this um, commission to be used for political purposes. And we're also concerned because over the five years, what we have witnessed is really good people, people that have been on this commission and committed their volunteer time to it. I mean, highly regarded people from McGeorge Law School deans uh, and esteemed people like the current chair who's leaving, and that's the point. Most of them are leaving or already gone within the five years. Most of them left quite soon because these recommendations were not in place. Thank they you didn't for your have comments. any power. Your time is complete. They didn't have any power. I think I've made my point. Um, I Thank really you. recommend Thank you. that you please move this. All right. Uh, any other public comments, Jacob? I have no more speakers, Chair. All right. I'll turn it over to uh, committee members. Council Member Lilloe. Uh Thank you very much, Madam Chair. Um, so I completely agree with the mayor. If we don't have ethics, we don't have anything. Um, so I, I see some of the requests and recommendations. Um, I, I'm just curious, can we have the staff kind of come back to us and create a cost analysis of what this requires. And um, I have one other question, and this is to our um, Madam Attorney. 
Can this committee utilize your office for the power of subpoena or I can uh, the council actually has the power to issue subpoenas for for on behalf of any commission or on its own currently. So when when the I hear this commission wanted the council to issue a subpoena that it could request that. So when the ethic community is uh, requesting a, a subpoena power, can I can I get some explanation on that from the wonderful folks sitting in the in the. Well, if um, either our independent evaluator or anybody was trying to get information um, and needed to use a subpoena to get it, it would significantly delay the process if they then had to come back to the council, wait till the next council meeting, wait for it, a motion to get passed to grant them the subpoena. It would, it would just be a lot more efficient if we could do our own subpoenas. Um, yes, it, it could happen the way the city attorney says, but it would just be a lot more steps to go through and take a lot more time. And, and on some of these cases, time is really of the essence, especially when it's like an election-related thing and the election is coming up or whatever the ethics complaint is about. It generally is important to resolve it very quickly. I could also expand on the chair's point. I think one of the concerns outlined in the memo is that sometimes the council may be involved in the action that the Ethics Commission is reviewing. And so if one or more council members or the mayor was involved, you wouldn't necessarily want that authority to only sit with the council, just to make sure that there was no perception of any issue. Wouldn't that uh, city City Attorney, if, if there was such an investigation in against a council member and the Ethics Commission asked for subpoena power from the City Council, wouldn't that council member have to recuse themselves? Yes, they would. Okay. Just, just wanting to be, be very clear on that. Council Member Lilloy, do you have any other questions, concerns? Yeah, I'm just also curious if the, if this, the Ethics Commission, if it's if in fact it's a subpoena based on one of the elected officials or campaign, why can't we create a straight line from ethic commission to, to uh, city attorney? So if they need to exercise any direct subpoenas, they can through the city attorney's office. I mean, that could be part of the direction you give today, you know, to have us come back with how that could work. Yeah. As, as I sit here, I don't know the answer. Yeah. And I don't know, does the city attorney have the power to issue a subpoena independent of the council? That's what I would like the committee to ask us to respond. <laughs> Back on. I'm not prepared yeah. to answer that question right now. Okay. I, I think at this point, uh, you know, the four points, number one, if the staff can come back to us as far as the costs associated with this, and Madam Attorney, if, if you can come back to us, and in fact, if your office can have the, the subpoena power directly communicating with the ethic commission, that, ethic community, that would be great. Thank you. Thank you, Council Member Lolloy. Uh, Vice Chair Maple. Thank you, Chair. Um, well, first I just wanna um, to thank the commission for all the work that, got, that has gone into this. I know it's been um, over several years. There's been a lot of work, a lot of 
um, time has been spent talking with folks and making sure that this is in a place, a good place to be discussed. And the way that I'm leaning is that, you know, I think that I 100% agree with Councilmember Lalowe that we need to have um, a, an idea of what this will cost because I don't feel comfortable voting on anything that I don't know what the cost is. But I also think that that's a really good place to have the discussion at council. Right, so you know, part of this um, proposal process that's been created, where something comes to committee, is the idea that um, you know we move it forward so that there is a greater discussion. And I would like to have that greater discussion at the council of what's it going to cost, what does it look like, maybe we make some tweaks to things as they make sense, um, but just give the full council an ability to actually have that conversation. Um, and so I would personally feel comfortable moving it forward to the full council. Um, with with some direction on let's come back with the numbers and let's come back with some options about what that could look like in terms of subpoenas if that's something where people have some concerns. So maybe in that, I don't think there's a motion on the table currently. Um, I would like to make that motion then, um, <laughs> that we move this forward to the full council with staff coming back with a report at that time with uh, information related to what to, what do we think this would cost if we implement it in its its full form with all of the recommendations and um, you know are, are there other options related to subpoena what you know some options right we can go with the subpoena power for the commission or let's see if it's something that can be worked through at the city attorney's options have a couple options there right uh, there was a motion by maple uh, council or council member uh, Valenzuela Yes, um, I would like to second that motion with additional direction just to work with the commission chair and the League of Women Voters as two of the stakeholders just to make sure if there's any, hey, we don't think we can do it like this, should we do it like that? So we have their input before it comes back to council um, to the degree we can, thank you. And um, that's motion two on the list here of like we're sending it to council, but we're asking for this information. I do think this was kind of a tweener like when I presented this item because I was like, well, it, it might be lawn ledge because we did the ordinance on the ethics commission scope. It might be PMP because it's about commission function. So I do think having the full council weigh in is, is appropriate. I want to thank my colleague for making that motion. And it doesn't commit us to anything. It just means that we'll dig into it. We'll have staff dig into it. So it won't just be this proposal again, but this will just be an attachment. <laughs> Councilmember Lolowe. Thank you. Um, Councilmember, I'm okay with that. However, ju just a thought. Would it be easier and somewhat faster if we get that preliminary information coming to us? So by the time that we, we talk about it and kind of ask the questions, then we automatically send that to the council just to save some time. I think included in motion two is to work with committee members before it comes back to council. So if that's the ask, I mean, I don't think, like we can maybe get briefings before it comes to the full council. Is that what you meant? I'm, I'm actually in, a, in, in, yeah, I'm in alignment with council member Lalowe. I would actually like to, because the, the request came in 2018. Uh, staff looked at it in 2018. Uh, it's been five years. I would like a better understanding of what the cost is um, what the city attorney's power is. Has there been any changes in state law that might make some of their requests uh, different? 
um, so that we can hammer out, because committee processes really I'd like to hammer out as much as we can before it goes to council. Because part of the my concern is we just had this, uh, Council Member Valenzuela at Law and Ledge, is how long is the discussion going to be at council if we still have undecided issues, knowing how much we have in front of us, that the committee process can hammer out a lot of like the details so that when it comes to council, it's mostly been discussed and we we know some of the missing deals. So I would honestly feel more comfortable having staff update what they did uh, in their comments in 2018, coming back with costs, getting the city attorneys, can she issue subpoena power? Is it wise? What's legal, not legal? Anything has changed? Have it come back before it gets forwarded uh, to city council. Okay. And also, um, he hearing the will of the council uh, of the committee, um, I would be open to amend if you're okay with that as a seconder to have to have it come back first to PMPE for a more detailed discussion and then be forwarded on to council. Um, does that does that work for you? I mean, yeah, I guess we've waited five years. What's another couple of weeks? But um, I guess I'm curious, and maybe the clerk knows, when is the next PMPE meeting? I guess I'm just worried. I don't want it to just sit on the shelf for too, too long. Uh, we currently don't have any scheduled meetings um, for the remainder of the year. There was talk about a possible special in a couple of weeks, but that might be too, be too tight of a timeline. Yeah, it, we're really only going to do appointments for the rest of the year, but also we have to give staff time to do the analysis. So, I mean, this is something that can easily come in the early 2024, because it would anyways, um, no matter what, with staff time um, and queue up if it was to come yeah. to council. Ma Madam Chair. Yeah. So then I'd like a date certain um, for my second is like, we'll bring this back at the first meeting in 2024. I, I won't give date certain. I say the beginning first couple of months, but I'm not gonna hand, I'm not gonna hand tie what may, may come in front of PNPE. Can, can I make a recommendation that we ask the staff to expedite this because after all, again, I wanna thank you both um, for being patient since 2018, um, considering that this goes back to 2018. I'd like to see if we can expedite this. Yeah. And I understand that you don't want to give a date, and I completely respect that. But, you know, if, if we try and see if the staff can come back to us. Yeah, I, I like don't. In January, if so they can, can bring it in January, great. If they need an extra month and it comes in February, like I don't want to, because we do have vacations. They already do have a workload. And honestly, this isn't one of the top four recommendations that the city council said is, is a priority. It's a priority, but I don't want to move, have staff move other things that the council already said is a priority off. Um, this will come. <laughs> it's just, you know, a month or two isn't isn't going to delay things versus versus five years. And I'm, I'm fine with that. I just want to urge the staff that it would be amazing of them to have this to us as soon as possible, because after all, we've been waiting for this since 2018. So I think, you know, there's been plenty of time. I, I think yeah. they hear the will of the committee. I'm not too worried about that. Thank Chair Maple. Yeah, and I just want to quickly say that, you know, um, I very much respect the, the committee, um, the committees in general and their ability to work through the policy details. I personally love that about committees because uh, I'm a policy nerd. Um, however, I just want to, you know, point out that we could, we could all come here and we can make a rec recommendation that we want the subpoena power to go through the city attorney and then it can go to council and get reversed and be changed because that discussion is still going to happen at the council. And so, you know, while we can give recommendations about what we think, 
uh, might be good. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that's how the council will vote. So, you know, I just want to be really careful about that balance of, you know, how much time and energy we spend in the committee process, knowing that that could very well lead to something different at the council. So, um, you know, acknowledging time time spent. Um, I also want to hear loud and clear that, you know, there have been committee members that have left the ethics commission because they have felt that things have been, um, you know, have not happened in due time, and that you know, they've, I would I. Sounded what I heard you say is that people don't feel like their time is valued um, in that process. So, um, so yeah. But I also don't want us to be in a position where we've got like a two-two vote on something like this. So, however we can move this forward in a timely fashion is something that I would support. Councilmember Valenzuela. Yeah, echo uh, my colleague on this motion. I mean, the priority setting process, which was talked about at great length, was never meant to take. I think urgent governance issues like this off of our plates um, really cannot emphasize enough how strongly I feel that we have more resources and support for the ethics commission process. Um, so, and I know three of us up here are saying yay January. <laughs> so uh, I do hope that if we could at least get an update in January, if it's gonna take longer, it might be a good um, compromise to the motion here mm -hmm. because I definitely don't want this to sit. I don't think our colleagues five years ago didn't agree with ethics being a strong priority. I think for a lot of reasons, it just sat on a shelf and I'm very cognizant of the best of intentions. Things get lost in the shuffle of busy lives and I wanna make sure that this is on our agenda for January, even if it's just to give an update on the ongoing process. And that's easy. So do I hear a motion and a second to yeah. bring it back with an, a second, yeah. with an update to uh, at least January, February, uh, PP&E. We'll get an update in January if we can hear it. Great. If not, you know, soon there thereafter with uh, addressing all of the comments and concerns brought forth by the colleagues. I believe that's the motion on the table. Yeah. All right. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All right, that uh, motion is approved for zero. And uh, uh, Jacob, do we have any public comments? Not on uh, items, not on the agenda. I do not. I just wanted to confirm, uh, Councilmember Lalowe, were you a a yes or no on that vote? Oh, thank you. I, can I oh, Councilmember Lalowe. Um, and I, I just want to assure you, um, as a council, as one of the council members, um, and I think. I can speak on behalf of some of my other colleagues here. It is very important for us for this to come to council as soon as possible. So um, whatever it is in our power, my goal is, you know, first quarter of next year should be at the in council because ethics is extremely important. And so that much, you know, I can say today that this is serious. And um, just speaking on my behalf, um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing this coming to council within the first quarter of 2024. Thank you very much. Thank you, Councilmember Lulowe. With no public comments, I will call this meeting adjourned, adjourned at 3.32 p.m.